Ghost Adventures is the sole property of the Ghost Adventures crew and Scripps LLC. We're not in any way affiliated with any of them, we just like watching them do their thing. So if you like Ghost Adventures too, support the crew in the Travel Channel. Also, this podcast has profanity in it, so take whatever precautions you feel are necessary. Welcome to another episode of Insanely Haunted, the show where we watch and review every episode of Ghost Adventures. My name is Max. I'm Cassie. And I'm Dan. Hi, Dan. Hi, Dan. Welcome to the show. Hi, guys. Thanks for having oh, me. We're, we're so glad to have you. Dan is joining us as another sort of exchange program from the Scavengers Network. Yeah, which we're on now. Indeed. Uh, technically, I don't have any shows on the Scavengers Network right now. You're in the slack and everything, though. I am. I'm on a show that is eventually going to be there. Oh. It's, uh, it's a show that has not come out yet, ah, uh, okay. but it is in pre-pro, as they say. Would you like to tell our f- our friends here a little bit about what you do and where they can find you? Sure. I am on a couple of other podcasts, uh, non-scavnet related. Uh, one is an actual play podcast called Kids on Bikes. That oh, yeah. Is, uh, it's a ton of fun. It's playing through an RPG of the same name that is set in, our story is set in 1960s uh, small town in Massachusetts mm-hmm. where some spooky stuff is going on. Kind of has a, a Stranger Things vibe to it. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's an absolute blast. I think we try and blend silly and serious and have a lot of fun with it. Awesome. And I am also on the podcast The Fourth Journal will be, I guess, the Ooh. first episode with me on it hasn't come out yet, but that is a Gravity Falls recap podcast. Oh, hell yeah. Cool. I watched yeah. that show for a little bit uh, back it's, a little while ago. It's just so good. Uh, it's like Twin Peaks, but cute and more accessible and gives answers. Oh, good. Hey, that's <laughs> so, definitely an advantage. And who doesn't it like is. answers? Right. I keep. I often think of that interview where it's David Lynch. I don't know who he's talking to. I've really only seen the screenshot. Where he, where his interviewer says, "Elaborate on that," and he just says, "No," and stops talking. <laughs> I think about that a lot. Very, very David Lynch. We welcome all of our listeners. We also welcome our cat Lydia Bean. She's sitting on my lap She's right now. She's already joined us. And it's Dan, a record. Do you do you have your kitty nearby? Yes, my my cat Ripley is sleeping uh, on the corner of the bed, which is right behind me. Oh, very nice. What does your kitty look like? She is a tortoise. Uh, yeah. I always like try and say either tortoise shell or torty and then mix them and say torty shell. Oh, okay. That's great. She's just this beautiful brown and orange blend and like has a line of brown on one side and orange on the other exactly halfway across her face. And it's it's just gorgeous. Oh, she sounds sweet. beautiful. She is. She's the most beautiful kitten. Well, well and we met we uh. Uh, both uh, Dan and both us and Dan uh, went to PodCon this year. We did. How was your PodCon, Dan? My PodCon was fantastic. Everything fell together for me to actually be able to go in like the last two weeks of 2018. So it was like very last minute. Just so wonderful. I got to meet all of these folks, including y'all who I'd like known through the podcasting group we're a part of, but like had never met in person. And it was I was so excited to get to meet everybody. Saw some fantastic live shows, some really 
really great panels. It was just great. It was a wonderful time. Cool. Well, we're glad you went there. We're glad you're here now today. And Dan, as I understand it, this was your first episode of Ghost Adventures. It was indeed. So why don't you unpack those first time Ghost Adventures feelings for us? So I've <laughs> it's OK. So I've always enjoyed supernatural type stuff. Right. But found the idea of like ghost hunting shows like this to be a little hackneyed. Mm. Mm. I've seen a few found footage type movies that are either lampooning these or just trying to recreate it. But seeing an actual quote unquote serious version of it was just astounding. Yeah. These guys are really serious and they mean they are it. really serious and you can tell in how just like the way they talk, everything is so dramatic and important, bro. <laughs> yes. Yeah, bro. It's all very like they know the science. They are the arbiters of the science and when they get that goes to evidence, you know, sometimes it's like we're just asking questions. Yeah. We're just asking questions. Yeah. Right. We've been watching Ghost Adventures for a long time and the thing about this episode is I feel feel like it was pretty phoned in. We can get into that later on. But Dan, you picked the Crazy Town episode. I did. What led you to, what, was it just the title? It was just the title. Okay. Okay. It's kind of a deceiving title because you hear Crazy Town and you think kind of like, oh, fun house or something like that. But no, right. it's not. It's just water. There's just special water that they found here. Apparently there are mineral rich waters that run underneath the town and and this hotel that was created, Baker Hotel, it was created in 1929. It was very, very popular as a resort destination for celebrities and everyone really because of the mineral rich waters that were supposed to help your health they had a spa where you could sit in a, a sweat box or lay in some spring water and i guess rejuvenate yourself something that was really funny in the intro is that they talked about how visitation at this hotel dropped off in the 1940s due to medical science advances <laughs> so like the reason people stopped coming here was because they all learned oh wait it's just water oh wait it's just bullshit <laughs> It's just normal water. There's nothing special about it. Business ended up declining more and more, and they finally closed their doors in 1972. And the current owners are wanting to reopen the place, uh, re remodel it, I guess. And mm. I don't know if it's actually been done yet. It doesn't seem... No, it looks like it's in the very early stages of remodeling, if if at all. Well, I mean, like, what when was this episode created? Probably... Like 2014? 2014, like yeah. It'd probably take a while to re... Dan, how would you feel it? if I told you that Ghost Adventures is currently in its 16th broadcast season? Jeez Louise! Uh, <laughs> I, I would be a little shocked at that. Yeah. It's true. But I guess if you're creative enough and really don't mind just doing a whole lot of stuff in post i guess you can just really <laughs> go anywhere and make stuff haunted no matter where you go so eh. the load required in editing this television show is unbelievable to me because they spend they get three cameras of 12 hours of footage walking around in the in the dark and then they set up a bunch of non-moving cameras that are also rolling so there's like days and days of footage that come out of each episode of ghost adventures and i can't imagine what it's like to go through all of them yeah it's got to be insane. I mean, like just editing kids on bikes when I've got five audio channels to work with mm -hmm. is a task. 
yeah. sometimes. And that's just in audio. I can't imagine 12 cameras with hours of footage apiece having to, first of all, just comb through all of them to see if there's anything worth even using. <laughs> Is yeah. there an episode in here? Right. Oh, that just sounds insane to me. And then having to put it all together. Yeah. Including your, quote, evidence. <laughs> uh, very light on the evidence in this episode. Let's get started with the uh, intro part. Yeah. Or the, the pre-lockdown phase. So this, uh, this place is in Mineral Wells, Texas. Again, Mineral Wells is known for its crazy water. And that is what it's called. It is called crazy water. Like the people that bottle it, that's what they sell it as. Did we ever get an explanation of why that was? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Like what makes it different from other mineral waters? or Specifically why they water. call it crazy water. I don't think so. I don't know. But Zach has an idea. Zach gets to feeling a little crazy, probably from the energy in the room more than the water. They end up visiting mm -hmm. the only remaining bottled water company in Mineral Wells that bottles the, the, the mineral water. They have about four different variations of the mineral water. And I guess it depends on how much they filter it. Contaminants. Number four <laughs> apparently had like 2,000 something dissolved solids in it, which sounds like if you don't know what that means, you might think, oh, health. Um, you know, but anyway, that's later in the beginning of this episode. We hear a lot of ghost stories about this hotel. So it's it's about crazy town, but it's really about this one hotel that people would go to visit. And no time was spent on this. But two paranormal investigators named Chris tell us a lot of the ghost stories. Did you all notice Chris. Chris and Chris? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Chris and Chris are here and they're telling us about people who died by suicide and stuff like that. And apparently there have been three suicides. One was a. It's just a lady. It seemed to me it was just a lady who was meeting her date. This is this is, story is so stupid. Like all of this, this episode felt to me like Zach was desperately trying to get ghost stories in here and nobody really had any information, mm -hmm. even more than usual. So one of the suicides was apparently, a, was it a bellman, doorman? This wasn't a suicide. This was a guy who died by accident. Oh, yes. Similar into the way that Zach almost dies yeah, in one Yeah, very similar because it was the elevator operator who got cut in half yeah. by the elevator. Yeah. By the way, Dan, there's an episode where this is a ghost story at another place and Zach Zach Beggins like wants to recreate the situation, so he sticks half of his body out into the elevator shaft with the elevator above him, and instructs coming down while it's coming down. Instructs the oh the owner of the building to start turning on the elevator so that it starts to lower because he wants to get a firsthand experience visual of what it would have been like to be that person, and he almost dies. That's the dumbest thing. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, uh, you're in for a real treat if you continue watching Ghost Adventures. Because he and I will. He does a lot of stupid stuff that almost kills himself all the time. We call it bagging Zach is also wearing a mask for most of this episode. And yeah. we do go over the eternal conversation of like, Zach is wearing the mask and nobody else is wearing the mask. And they even talk about it in the episode. He's like, I'm here with Mark, who's a construction worker. I'm wearing a mask. Mark should probably be wearing a mask, right, Mark? And Mark's like, yeah, I should, but I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And like you can tell he is yelling so hard. He's, oh my god, that he's mad. So he's gonna Just like to be bust a blood vessel. And he's like being extra 
animated with his body language as if we don't hear him. Yeah. We also got this really amazing, maybe a portent of the future oh, because God. Zachary now believes that he is psychic and, and that's in the current episodes. So in this episode of Ghost Adventures, we see Zach sort of give us like a little tour of, of ghostly spirits entering the hotel. And he's like pointing to these spirits that aren't even there. Right. But they like, they put in um, visuals post editing and he's like, over there. This is a, a man with a suitcase. See him? He's checking in so he can die by suicide. <laughs> And then he points to the other doorway and he's like, see over there? That's a family. Look how happy they are. Look how happy they are. This is the happiest day of their lives. (laughs) It just keeps doing it. It's just really awkward and strange. And there's other people in the room. There's real human beings in the room. Right. And where did these stories come from? Nowhere. (laughs) It's like they're like, okay, we're going to point a camera at you. Just make stuff up. Yep, exactly. The two other suicides that took place here apparently were one girl who was upstairs getting ready to go to the pool. She told her date that she'd meet him down there and she decided to go out the window to meet him there. This doesn't, this is apocryphal. It doesn't this make has any to be. sense. Yeah. Why on earth would you try, was she, they don't even explain, was she trying to dive down into the pool? If so, very stupid. As an 14th ad- floor. As an adult, you should probably understand that diving from that height would kill you upon impact, even if you went into the pool but she doesn't even land in the pool right she lands on like some concrete yeah or she something. just hits mm-hmm. the ground and they show us this horrible i guess <laughs> it's a, a must have been a dummy or something. It must have been a dummy or something, unless that was real footage. I doubt it was real footage because that would be horrible to show it on the Ghost Adventures. But you watch this body fall from a high level in the hotel hit, and hit the ground. It's pretty like not like I it's don't want to see that. It's very graphic. It is like it's. It was very unexpected, and it set up for me an expectation of intensity that uh-huh. did not follow for the rest <laughs> of the episode. Yeah, and then the final suicide apparently was a former mistress of the man who originally owned the hotel. There's always, like, a weird story about a mistress somewhere. Mistress who's depressed and sad and kills herself. And that's the only thing we know about her, also. And later on in the episode, I know you're wondering, Zach does insist on spending a lot of time with her. Now, this is where the episode kind of divides and we do a lot of back and forth about what's happening in the moment. I actually have a real quick question. Yeah, Yeah. for sure. Uh, Just based off of uh, what you just said, I feel like this happens a lot that Zach wants to hang out with mistresses. Yeah. Is he trying to hook up with a ghost? Is that like a real plot of this show? Dan, that's that's (laughs) Zach's big arc is that he's going to fuck a ghost and... Especially if it's a soiled dove. That's what what they refer to... Sex workers as. Yeah, yeah. That's awful. There are many episodes where he'll find a bed that is like... It's a haunted bed. It's a ghost bed. Where people might have had ex- like sexual experiences with ghosts. And he definitely like always tries to lay down in them and... Oh my God. Call upon the spirit to come touch him and stuff. He uses his sexy voice with them. Mm-hmm. You know. That it's- is horrendous yeah he, he any chance he has to show how manly and heterosexual and virile he is and so virile mm-hmm. yeah and we're pretty sure that he has some i mean he's something latent something he's not exploring there's a part <laughs> yeah. of his brain that he's very very like purposefully distracting himself from we also yeah. are pretty aware that he doesn't have good luck with relationships because he talks about it a, a lot, lot on the show oh okay <laughs> So maybe he just wants the world to know that he's single so that the ghosts know that he's single and he can get a boo (laughs) Jay. Oh my God. (laughs) 
Yes. He's uh he's struck out with all the living women on planet Earth and is <laughs> thinking perhaps. So we're dunking on Zach because we're about to say some nice stuff about Zach. Yeah. Um, uh, so he and Billy leave to. Go, I don't. What the fuck? Why did they leave? Did they? Did he give a reason? I don't. He know. just uh, said, "I got to get out of this mask." Like that's the only yeah. thing I remember him saying. Yeah, it seemed like maybe he was not um, breathing the best in the respirator and needed to be outside so he could take it off because apparently he'll die if he breathes uh, inside Ho- a haunted house. Yeah, hotel mm-hmm. air Hel- hotel. is bad. Yeah. Um, so he leaves while Nick and this construction guy go upstairs to do some stuff. And so the next like 10 minutes of footage is just bouncing back and forth between Zach having a pretty normal like non ghost day and Nick experiencing ghost things. Nick is up there. They talk to Virginia, which is the name of the lady who is credited as being the mistress of the original owner. And while they are having experiences with Virginia, Zach finds a stray puppy. Yeah, this was very nice. Well, Zach and Billy Tolly, and they go, Billy ends up taking the doggy to the local ASPCA. Yeah, and they get, like, they get her all checked out, and she gets her shots, and she gets her teeth examined, and they find out that she has no microchip, no collar, she's not spayed. All evidence points to this being a dog that was just simply abandoned. Yeah. And Billy steps up to the plate and adopts the dog on so television. Sweet. So cute, so great. And he was explaining that like if, if nobody else had adopted her, she would have been put down where she yeah. was and she was going to end up at a, a, a shelter that kills. But didn't earlier he say that Zach's so Zach sets the segment up. So like there's some there's some TV magic going on here where they mm-hmm. have a plan for how this scene is gonna play out. And Zach is talking about how I've I've called my friends at the no kill shelter where I volunteer and they're going to take her there. And then Billy's like, actually, no sweat, bro. Don't worry. I'm adopting the dog. And it's very staged and supposed to not be. But But then he said that she would have been put down. Yes. So. So, yeah. So, yeah. So (laughs) Billy's. So like this was not planned out well. And that's the reason there's confusion right now. Okay. Because Billy then talks about how the local pet shelter would have anesthetized her or euthanized her rather. Mm -hmm. But anyway, super cute dog. And by the way, Dan, this is like the one redeeming quality of Zach Bay is he's a big animal He loves animals and dogs especially. And he like big dog guy. spends time at his local ASPCA helping take care of the animals. Like he, That's a really sweet aspect to him. Everything else sucks, but at least he likes animals. That is that is very sweet. And uh, like I, I was so invested in the dog story so mm-hmm. much more Good. than any of the stories <laughs> yes. in the hotel. Well, yes. here, let, we can wrap the rest of the hotel stories up for you. Uh, there's a spooky door with cusses on it and it opened <laughs> by itself. Yeah. And, and that's seriously it and they get like 15 minutes of footage out of this door zach gets an evp notice that they didn't they didn't really test like the uh the structural integrity of the door no did not test whether it just does this they just checked the windows on the other side debunked yeah debunked okay so i definitely need to talk about their use of the word debunked yes you sure do (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> because they used it several times throughout the show. And did they use it correctly? Even no. Once? 
I don't think even once it was used correctly. They they used it kind of in the opposite way. Yep. <laughs> like, oh, well, here's a potential thing uh, that could explain this very easily explainable thing, but we've debunked that. So really, they were just bunking their They're own They're rebunking. They, they, re-bunking. They, they use it in like a manner similar to like, we debunked this as not being blah, 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 blah. And that's just not how you use the word debunk. Right. Yeah. And it was just used so much. Yeah. They've stopped doing the sort of Mythbusters thing where they slam the word debunked onto sc- onto the screen. <laughs> oh, my God. Did Dan, they really do that? Yeah, they used to do that. The word debunked would sort of like slam down on the screen in big red text. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the halcyon oh days of ghost God. adventures. <laughs> And then the construction worker is like extremely polite as they play him an EVP that sounds like fucking nothing. Even more nothing than usual because they're listening to it on a car speaker. On a car speaker. The guy literally says at one point, I don't know what you guys are used to getting, but that uh, sounded like words. (laughs) (laughs) And apparently they think it says water, drink the water. Oh, you know what that means. Oh, you know what? Oh, oh my God. Correlation. Correlation. Um, so that means we're going to go drink some water. And uh, Zach has to tell us several times how clear it is. And it's so clear. not clear at all. It's so clear, though. It's clear as day. <laughs> it's as clear as that mineral water. Clear as that yeah. mineral water. <laughs> yeah, which this, is definitely not clear. This EVP has 1,200 dissolved ghosts in it. <laughs> So yeah, they go drink the water and everybody's acting weird and I felt so bad for everybody else in the room while Zach and the boys were drinking this mineral water because there's like people who work here whose job it is to give tours and stuff, okay, I imagine. Okay, okay, before we get to the, the, the bottling water place, okay. um, they first visit the spa. Oh, that's right. Hotel. I forgot about the okay. spa part. Mm-hmm. They visit the spa and the hotel, the, the out of use spa and they find like old mineral baths not filled with water but just like the tub some sweat boxes and like a spa table maybe where you got a massage or something and zach says something to the effect of what element is the basis of this location and if he's speaking like in the wiccan sense or the the pagan sense element okay yes okay an element is water that's in the spiritual sense like earth water fire air spirit by the way that's the different points of the pentagram but if he's speaking of like an element water is not an element it is a molecule (laughs) just just would like to put that out there so why don't you tell us a little bit more about the other science that we get into on this episode okay so well let's go to the 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 bottling place okay so we go to the bottling plant we go to the bottling plant it's the only one left that actually bottles the spring water the natural by the way do you guys remember that really old saturday night live commercial with joe joe belushi wait is it joe belushi (laughs) it's jim jim belushi no it's John. John, John Belushi. It's John. John one of the Belushi. My lack of age is And it's showing. like it's a mineral. Definitely and, John Belushi. And it's a mineral spring water, a, a bottled mineral water advertisement. And it's absolutely disgusting. It's like the water is filled with little pieces of crap. And the water, it's like a gelatinous substance instead of mm-hmm. like liquid. And it, it like shows John Belushi drinking it. And it's just like slowly emptying out into his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> So this is what you were thinking of while Zach was doing the stupid stunt. I'll have to try and find that video and post it to our, our, our different social media accounts. But yeah, that's what I was thinking. So they go to this bottling plant. It's a little, little company. There's a woman there and they've got these different water dispensers of their four different kinds of 
mineral water, and we suspect that the different concentrations of minerals is dependent on how much filtration just, they use. Yeah, so like the the most concentrated one is just one they don't filter that much. Oh, God, yeah. So their first variation of the water is has 85 total dissolved solids. Their second version has 684 total dissolved solids. Their third version has 1,369 nice nice total dissolved solids. And their fourth version of their their water has 2,763 total dissolved solids. The the second one is actually like a a blended whiskey. It's a mix (laughs) between their first and third waters. Yes, yes. And Zach tastes each one of these. And as he goes up in concentration, eventually he's like, this tastes like a penny. This tastes like medicine. Then he's like, I'm not saying anything you want me to say, am I? And it's like, well, he describes the first one is nutty. Do you remember this? Yeah. He says yeah. it tastes like nutty. nutty. Yeah. And then he's like acting all peppy and weird and goofy and he's like I, I feel like I'm high. This is weird. This must be why they call it crazy water. And they're all like drinking it and acting goofy and silly. I would like to talk about the the minerals in the water for a second. Yeah, sure. Oh, yes, If that's please. okay. So, and this is like edging into a geology lesson but also just a little research that I did. Hydrology so, lesson. <laughs> and rocks. So, if, if you have mineral water pretty much any water groundwater it's gonna have material from the rock that it's in so i looked up the geology of the area and the rocks are all sedimentary you have shale which is a mudstone sandstone conglomerate conglomerate so your mudstone is made out of mud particles your sandstone is made out of sand your conglomerate is made out of like a mixture of pebbles and sand and then the The other major rock type in the area is limestone, which is made out of calcium carbonate or like skeletal remains of bones of like shells and other sea critters. These rocks are from the Pennsylvanian period, which is really, really, really old. It's like older than the dinosaurs, hundreds of millions of years old. So there's nothing like particularly special about these rocks. These rocks are found, I mean, these types of rocks are found in many other places in America. I mean, they're a common rock type, so I'm not quite sure what's so special about the minerals in it. I mean, you're going to have like calcite, aragonite. Those are calcium carbonate minerals. You're going to have quartz. Oh, but quartz. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Quartz. Quartz. <laughs> Channeling those spirits. There's um, ghosts in rock, Dan. Dan, are you familiar <sighs> with stone tape theory? Uh, No, I am not. But boy, am I interested right now. Stone tape theory is what Zach and the crew operate on. It's the idea that your emotions and your feelings and your experiences get imprinted on the solid material that surrounds you. And then that acts like tape as in like magnetic tape which can mm-hmm. be rewound and played back later and that's what ghosts are is they're the sort of projections from the stone tape oh yeah. okay that makes a whole lot of sense and is very scientific it's so scientific that it even has the word theory in it right so I ended up doing I, I you tried spent to, most of this episode <laughs> actually did. doing research I did well and I spent so much time because believe it or not it is difficult to find scientific evidence or scientific sources on the mineral water. What? So there was like one report that I was unable to open. It, I, I guess it just doesn't exist, exist anymore. But I was able to find the 2017 annual drinking water quality report for the city of Mineral Wells, which you can look up yourself. Just Public Google knowledge. it. Yeah. So this is them testing their the drinking water that they've 
processed that is supposed to be for drinking. So your tap water. So they tested the tap water, not the... Not the crap water. Not the, hey, not the raw stuff. And um, while there are like some components of the tap water that are from the process of processing water for drinking, there are also some components that can be naturally derived that they actually detected in the water. And so I'm going to read you a list of these components that were found in the tap water that can be found naturally and is most likely in much higher numbers in their natural spring water. So these components are copper and lead, which would explain the penny taste, uh, the copper part of that. And as we know, lead is... Is, is bad? Bad. For your body? Um, and by the way, Flint still doesn't have clean drinking water. Nitrates, which are a result of fertilizer washing off into groundwater. Sounds Nit- bad. Nitrates can cause a whole slurry of health problems. Also cyanide. Oh, um, great. Normal. Barium and uranium. So a lot of these uh, dissolved solids are things that could hurt you, it seems like. Yeah. And um, if this is like after processing the water for human consumption, think about the concentrations that you would have without that processing. By the way, spring water is spring water. It doesn't really get processed. So there could be literally anything in the water. And it's always passed off as like, oh, it's healthy. It's it's like, yeah, okay, well, why don't I just go to the gutter outside and drink from that? Like, there could be anything in there. Anyway, that's my little rant. How's your tap water, Dan? Here in North Carolina, it is very, uh, very soft. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, and particularly good for brewing very light beers. It's actually oh. uh, softer than the uh, water in the Pilsen region, which is... Oh, where the Pilsners are from, Where I'm Pilsners guessing. are from uh, oh. because of, the, of how soft that water is. Cool. Well, did you know that if your water is hard, that means that there are high contents of calcium carbonate in it. So if you live in an area with a lot of limestone rocks, you're going to have harder water, most likely. Ooh, um, I didn't know the limestone rock part. Yeah. And you don't necessarily want to automatically go to, oh, well, I should get a water softener because some water softeners, the way that they work is they take in the calcium and they exchange it with a sodium. So if you have high blood pressure, water softeners, depending on what they're made out of, might not actually be good for you. You're learning so much on this episode of Insanely Haunted. (laughs) I am. And I love it. And listener, you may, the astute listener may have noticed that we've taken up more than half the runtime before we got to the lockdown part. And that's true of this episode of Ghost Adventures as well. <laughs> the lockdown doesn't actually start until like 27 minutes into this 44 minute program, which is, uh, I, I mentioned this aloud and Dan, this is your first time, so you may not have known. This is a bad sign that usually means nothing happened in the lockdown. Did it seem to anybody else that the boys were just kind of sleepy during this one? I don't I, know. I was paying too much attention doing research. Okay. And <laughs> Dan, it's your first time, so you made it right. might not have stuck out to you. They I don't have just, much of a benchmark. They were just sleepy in this one. They spend a lot of time. So maybe it's something in the water. Maybe it's something <laughs> in the water. <laughs> right off the bat, Zach talks about how the sun is down, but it's not nighttime, which means it's dead man time. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Dead wait. man's time. I just have to add one more thing about this water. Again, oh, yes. once again, Zach is talking about how the water, the, the groundwater is an underground geomagnetic source. We literally were talking about this in our last episode. He thinks that, okay, so geomagnetism is the Earth's magnetic field. There, There's basically a north and a south pole. That is how compasses work. 
support. And the geomagnetic field, if you were to look at like a model of the field looks like, it basically kind of looks like two, uh, it looks like a, a, a cell that's splitting into two almost. There's literally like butterfly wings that go around the earth <laughs> and they pop out of the, the bottom and they go back in the top, if that makes any sense. They pop out of the butt and go into they the They pop out of the butt of the earth, they swing around the earth and then they come back into the earth at the North Pole. That's how it works. The geomagnetic field protects us from ultraviolet radiation coming from the sun. If we didn't have it, we'd all be fried. We wouldn't exist. It would be as bad as, you know, living on Mars or the moon or something. Like really bad radiation. And Zach believes that the water is a source of geomagnetic radiation. That's why vampires can't cross it. Oh my God. Just because vampires are made of metal. Let's let's run down the evidence that's collected during this lockdown. Because not much happens. Because it's kind of uh, there's a couple of lines. There's a couple of yeah. like lines of action. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The first like really Dan there's a moment in every episode of Ghost Adventures where it all goes to shit oh. and like it turns into un like unparsable chaos during the lockdown. And for me, this happened when things got a little dark. Uh, Zach and Nick and Aaron are just hanging out. Supposedly, a dark energy comes over Zach during bro times. Oh. They're just having nice, fun bro interactions. Mm-hmm. And then Aaron's like, whoa, I thought you, you looked like you were going to attack me. Mm-hmm. I didn't feel like I saw that. No. It just looked, it's just Zach being Zach. Zach's a dick. That's, that's that's it. At one point, Nick says, I was being rushed by your energy. No. Uh, and there's also like a fake shadow. They give us a real good look at this shadow in the background. They show it 15, 20 times. It's like not there. When you say a real good look at it, though, like they show it to us a bunch. But... <laughs> Did we see it? Oh, a good look, though? Ooh, maybe not. That's kind much. of a recurring theme in here. The visual evidence in this episode is so like a picture of Bigfoot in like on Google Earth quality. You know what I mean? Like it's No, Google Earth is pretty nice. Like if you you can get it I'm pretty I'm like a picture of Bigfoot on Google Earth quality though. Where somebody's posting this on like the Bigfoot forums and like you see that? That's Bigfoot. Oh. If someone okay. took a picture of Google Earth taking a picture of Bigfoot and they took that picture with their yes. uh Nokia flip phone. Yes. Yes. Yeah, it's like that level. Because yeah. this isn't the only piece of uh, visual evidence they try to foist on us either. They, they no. give us like all of these white mists that they zoom and enhance on. And still when they zoom and enhance, you can't see a fucking thing. Or floating <laughs> orb things. Oh boy. And there's one that it's like, it's, it's two floating orbs that are mirroring each <laughs> other and then seem to join. Which like, if you've ever been inside a place with <laughs> lights off and near windows and cars drive by, Mm-hmm. That's exactly what you see. Yeah. Yeah, it's almost like basic optics explains orbs. Right. It's almost like orbs right. are really explainable. And Dan, they they didn't show you this, but there's usually a segment when we catch an orb where they're like, this is what a bug looks like. And this is what dust looks like. As you can see, it is not that. Debunked. Debunked. We tried to debunk <laughs> this as being a bus, a, a bug or dust. Yeah. And then they'll have like footage of like the biggest bug you've ever seen in your life. Something from like the Carboniferous Flat. era. <laughs> Flapping its huge wings or like just this dusty ass like light shining on it area. So I do want to say, though, that this episode has some of my favorite Aaron material in it that I've seen in a while. Yeah. Aaron's the guy who goes down in the basement and he's got the goatee, the bald oh fellow. Boy. Oh, boy, that goatee. Can we just real quick talk about how bad that is? Yeah. <laughs> We've never talked bad. about Aaron's facial hair. Tell us, Dan, what uh, what 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 is what's your first impression of Aaron, the guy? So Aaron is 
is um, hairless. Yeah. With the exception of what looks like maybe a glued on uh, goatee that comes to a point uh, like he's a super villain. Yeah, that's a good description. I've never noticed that. And it just looks very bad. It looks very bad. It doesn't go with the proportions of his face like it goes a little bit outside of it it just looks or it his, looks fake or his personality maybe he is fake yeah. we've never confronted this could Aaron <laughs> be wearing a false beard oh that might hint to deeper issues then I would hope not yeah so, well Aaron gets sent down to the basement because the thing you got to know about Aaron is that he's like a ghost magnet the ghosts love him and he while he's down there he's got a new device called the Ovalus X. Have we, we've encountered the Ovalus in the show before, right? Cassie? I don't know. I think so. So the Ovalus is the spirit speak and spell device. Yeah. I'm almost certain we've talked about it on Insanely Haunted. Yeah. But like all podcasters, the knowledge of what I just talked about flies out of my skull as soon as I'm done <laughs> up- uploading it. And then I look back at the 60 hours I've spent watching and talking about ghost adventures. Um, so yeah, he's got the Ovalus. He hears things like mommy and play. And then he hears a spooky child voice that says these things all. So, <laughs> yeah, there's like a mama, and there's also apparently a like a laughing child sound he hears. And and for Aaron's credit, he actually admits he's like, "Are we sure that this isn't a kitten?" <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's like, "Oh, dude!" And then he thinks it's a person. He's walking around like, "Hey, if this if you're in here, I'm gonna call the cops on you." <laughs> He gets a little real scared for a second that he's about to get attacked. But if it was a child and he called the cops on a child, how stupid would he feel? Right. There are, there are, Dan, there are quite a few episodes where they hear a scream or a gunshot. And it's definitely like a real thing happening. And they think it's right. ghosts like recreating shit and they don't, they don't like call emergency services or anything. There are several episodes where people, guests on the show, including Aaron a lot of the time, have symptoms of a heart attack and they think it's demons making them feel bad. Oh gosh. <laughs> yeah. Oh no. Yep. Uh, so near the end of the episode, they're they're starting to wrap up the, the hauntings. Zach and Nick are like super bored and not into it. They get a radio message from Aaron. I wrote that, this down, which was so funny to me because so Aaron, clu- Aaron is like trying to get a hold of them pretty like energetically. And Zach opens up his radio and he goes, where the fuck are you? <laughs> And then they start talking about, uh, Aaron starts telling them about all the shit he experienced, and they cut to Aaron giving a report on this to Zach, and the report that Aaron gives is just, there's a ghost of a kid in here, and then there's the, <laughs> the, the like, sound effect that Ghost Adventures does, and they transition ever so smoothly into the wrap-up. Uh, Zach Oh, is no, like... there's actually, don't, I forgot about the IR rat. I really, I like the IR. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The okay. ghost yes. rat that they discover, um, where they're like, these two cameras, this camera and the IR our camera are both focused on the same area and they're clearly clearly not yeah you know what i mean like it's very different well angles. i think yeah they are from different angles but he th- they, i mean they appear to be moving at the same speed and the same distance and whatever although you would think that you know they've got they've got the same sizes but if we're shooting from different angles and different distances we might be and there's like no scaling at all like you you don't have any measure like measure of distance or depth or anything like that so it just is presented in such a bad way this is why i was saying earlier that it feels like they really phoned this one in yeah 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 my like one of my favorite parts honestly was the the attempt to construct the narrative of what happened with aaron and the child Mm -hmm. yes yes uh that 
she wanted to uh, she wanted a story that uh her mother didn't like wouldn't tell her a story so then she w- followed Aaron around and decided to play with him and then spooked him I don't know. Yeah like, he he likes to piece together uh EVPs that they've received mm-hmm. in, into a narrative Oh boy like it's they're ruining the the environment with the straws that are grasping at there oh, like yeah. that's real bad It's really bad um and then and then we end the whole thing with Zach Bagans saying that the evidence we collected proves about this. It's like, no, right. no, absolutely not. Um, Take that to any legitimate scientist and they will say, uh, no, no, my friend, no. No. You've not proved nope. anything. You've proven that you are getting paid by Travel Channel to produce a television show. That's the only proof that I have. Cassie, what was your favorite part of this episode? Dan, um, without knowing, you actually started us off on one of the ending segments, which is talking about oh, our sweet. favorite parts. I think my favorite part was when they're at the, the bottled water business and trying out the different contaminated sources of water <laughs> and Zach's feeling all giddy and yeah that was a little entertaining uh, for me it was the puppy Billy's new dog Billy's new puppy best friend who he adopted and that was a lovely story it was very lovely there's one other segment that we do in every episode Dan and I'm so glad you've joined us for this one because this one's going to be a hot one it's called awesome. Tweet Watch and you might be able to guess what we do we go to Zach Bagans' Twitter and we just root oh around in there <laughs> <laughs> So the first one that I want to unpack for y'all, there's an argument going on between two people about whether or not ghost hunting shows are real. Oh. Zach Bagans wades in. Oh, of uh, course. I'm going to read you the tweet. He, what he's referencing is the guy the guy who doesn't believe ghost hunting shows are real is talking about how Zach Bagans is so dramatic and overly, <laughs> and overly emphatic and stuff like this. Uh-huh. So here's what Zach says. Hey, Michael, want to chime in here. What you interpret as dramatic is actually a reaction of me being a sensitive and empath. <laughs> so when comparing me to other oh, investigators, God. we do not have the same anatomy. And while I can sense spirits, others may not be influenced to that whatsoever. Hold on. They don't have the same same anatomy that is what the man said those are his anatomy (laughs) because he's an empath he has five extra bones in his body (laughs) they're the ones that do the feeling that's how you know and then he tweets a couple hours later after he's cooled down i like to say we're all instruments just all tuned differently let's respect the unique sounds of each other Ooh, that was so poetic. Oh, and then there's man. actually so a really, deep. really cute picture of Zach's dog oh, with her favorite so toy, which is very Aww. sweet and cute. Oh. Her name is Gracie. She oh, looks like a gosh. sweetheart. Aww. Oh, no. Well, this is good news for us because it means our podcast is going to go on. Zach Bagan's pinned tweet. Hey, y'all, guess what? A new season of Hashtag Ghost Adventures premieres oh February God. 23rd. And before you ask, yes, he did put a, uh, an apostrophe in the word premieres. No. Oh. Oh, but, oh, no. And there's like how many ghost emoticons? Oh, uh, shitload. He probably filled up the rest of the space with ghost emoji, with emojis. Wait, is it emoticon a thing? No, they're, these are emojis now. Oh, okay. We call them a, get with it. Oh, sorry. Excuse me. Yeah, you're yeah, back in. 2005. <laughs> anyway, that was Tweet Watch. Um, That's just the most incredible thing. So, Dan, would you, if given the chance, would you watch more episodes of Ghost Adventures? I think I definitely would have to. It's just so much fun to laugh at the absurdity. 
in everything. Well, we're glad that you enjoyed it. And- uh, welcome to the re- first day of the rest of your life, Dan. Um, <laughs> I hope you had a great time watching this episode of Ghost Adventures. I hope you had a great time on Insanely Haunted. I certainly did. Thank you again so much for having me. This has been yeah. a, a blast and a great way to wrap up my weekend. Awesome. Uh, well, we'd love remind- to have you again if, if you if you desire. And can you I remind our friends that. where they can find you if they want more of your material? Uh, certainly. So uh, you can find Kids on Bikes podcast wherever you get your podcasts. You can find us on Twitter at kids underscore bikes. Uh, and you can find me personally on Twitter at Dantindo64. I do a lot of tweeting bad jokes, sometimes making puzzles and talking a lot about the Carolina Hurricanes. So that's a great handle. That's amazing luck <laughs> that you got that handle. That's great. Thank you. It's it's one I have used since I was a young child. Oh, camping so, on like, it. Yeah, I've been I've been camping on it for everything that I use. Awesome. <laughs> All of my social medias are at Dantindo64. And if I, if that's already been taken, I just pick another Nintendo product. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to bring up something. Our our listener, Gabby, hi, Gabby, gave us some information about the millimeter because we've been a little... We've been talking smack on it. We have been talking smack, as in we don't really know where the word millimeter came from. Dan, millimeter is one of the instruments that they use on Ghost Adventures. Oh, and it was a... I thought you were saying millimeter. And no, I was... no, 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 no. No, well, okay. see, you could be forgiven because millimeter is a word. Right? Yeah, but... <laughs> But, okay, so, so yeah, that's why we were confused. But apparently the story is behind the millimeter, and it's actually kind of sad. Well, very sad. As many of you know, the millimeter was invented by Gary Galko, one of their electrical engineers. And this this uh, article informed us that it's actually named after his daughter, who unfortunately passed away in a car accident a few years back. Oh, God. And they had to make a difficult decision to take her off of life support. Oh, God. Yeah, Goodness. Yeah, and um, so... So, and then, and then they, they felt like they were experiencing her presence, and that's when Gary Galka decided to start making equipment to detect paranormal entities. So, it's actually kind of sweet the way, yeah, and I feel really bad now. Oh, jeez. Oh, okay, gracious. well... Our deepest apologies to the Galka family, yeah. uh, who have clearly gone through a lot of really terrible times. Yeah. And thank you for letting us know, Gabby. That's that's good to know. So, on a lighter note, we would like to thank some of our new patrons on Patreon.com. We'd like to thank Mandy, Coralie, Susie, and Katie. Thank you all so much for your support. And since you uh, joined us on Patreon, you're going to be in the running for <laughs> Cassie's beautiful garbage art of Zach Bagans. Yeah. Remember, if you sign up to our Patreon before the end of February, you even, get entered in the raffle. Even if it's one dollar, if it's a just month. a dollar a month, it doesn't matter. Everyone in the Patreon, as of February twenty eighth, is going to get raffled into this thing. You could win a beautiful garbage art painting. We really want you to win it if you're listening to this right now. So go to p- Patreon.com/slash/insanelyhaunted. You can also support Scavengers Network on Patreon, which mm-hmm. I invite you to do. Thank you so much to the Scavengers Network for welcoming us into their family. Thank you to Leandra for giving us the art that we use for our. Show. Show. Thanks, Thanks for, for the, the hand. hand. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't done that in a while, and we're just tickled to be able to do that again. You should and have seen Max's face I as, lit up. as we were getting ready for it. He just like grabbed my shoulders and was you. looking at me with a big smile. Yeah. And also, of course, support your parks, your state parks, your national parks. It's a tough time for them right now. Reminder that the National Park Foundation and the National Parks Conservation Association are two great organizations to donate to. Funds go to the national parks. Any closing words, Dan? The Baker Hotel is a time capsule. If the Baker Hotel is a time <laughs> capsule. Signing off once again, my name is Max. I'm Kat. I'm Dan. And you just heard a A Class A EVP. EVP. 
Hell nice. yeah. God, that's so good. <laughs> Nineteen sixty-five, Swampskit, Massachusetts. Hey, cousin. Hey, cousin. That's Cat and Randall. They're from Texas. Um, hi, Mary Sue. Garrett has a thing for Mary Sue. It's Mary. Mary does not have a thing for Garrett. In fact, Mary has a thing—a very secret thing—for Walter Green. Of course, she does. So does Meg. But none of that matters, because Walter Green is missing. Oh my! You had me. He's missing, and you're all suspects. Sir, I believe you're mistaken. On what grounds? I'd like to see your badge, please. Cousin Cusshole. It's possible Officer Ross isn't looking in the right place, because Walter, well, he disappeared near the woods, and that group that lives in the woods, they're different. Hollow, tell him what you told me. Um, I'm a witch. It's Kids on Bikes, available wherever you get your podcasts.